welcome to Southwest Conference Week 10 Review! <laughs> well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I don't know when you're listening to this, so I'll just cover all my bases. Welcome to an, another exciting episode of the Southwest Conference Week in Review. That's right, uh, episode 7. Today we have an action-packed episode. We have news that affects your team. We have a very empty mailbag. <laughs> and we have an Arkansas team owner interview that you don't want to miss. So all that and more coming up on this week's Southwest Conference Week in Review. So let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. So this week, the security guard Ezekiel Elliott shoved in May in Las Vegas has, I'm sorry Cowboys fans, filed charges against the Dallas Cowboys running back. Kyle Johnson, the security guard Elliott shoved into a metal fence during a Las Vegas concert, said he does not want to see the 23-year-old go unpunished. He said, the NFL is basically saying it's okay for you to go to Vegas, get obliterated, and then shove people. Uh, police never arrested Elliot following the incident, and the NFL did not levy any discipline toward him. So, I guess this guy is going to take it upon himself to make sure that happens. That's a, that's a change of course. In the past, this uh, person said that he was not going to press charges and it was no big deal. He did state publicly that he wanted... Zeke to come down and personally apologize, which I don't know, seems strange. Uh, but once the announcement was made that no suspension was coming, he changed course and now he's pressing charges. This reeks of extortion, but regardless, the NFL is going to have to look at this again. And uh, I thought it was amazing that Zeke was going to get off with no suspension before. I think it'll be even more. Uh, amazing if this doesn't turn into something one game two games something i'd be surprised i don't think that uh, anything's going to happen in the courts as far as you know jail time or anything like that it's not that big of a deal if you've seen the video it's not that big of a deal but it is a big enough black eye that uh, roger goodell may have to do something about it speaking of black eyes dallas cowboys running back who is apparently just going to be what the whole podcast is about Zeke Elliott has privately told those around him that he plans to hold out a training camp unless he gets a new contract. This news comes hot on the heels of Melvin Gordon coming out with an overt plan to stay away until a bigger payday materializes with the Los Angeles Chargers. So the auction is coming up on August 3rd at 1pm. These types of situations are going to have to be taken into account when you're deciding do you want to pick up this player? How much are you willing to pay for a player that may or may not even play this year? Uh, anybody that drafted Le'Veon Bell last year knows the pain of these particular decisions. So you have to decide, are you willing to pay the price and take a chance? Who knows, maybe you get a deal on both these running backs because of the fear. Won't know till August 3rd. This just in, the Southwest Conference has received a top secret audio recording of the negotiations between the Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott. Here it is. Hey, it's me. Knock, knock. So, uh, you got, uh, you got my money? Huh? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll pay you soon. Yeah, well, um, here's a suggestion. Um, have the money by tomorrow and there won't be any problems. Huh? Yeah, 24 hours. 
Why? What, what happens in 24 hours? Eh? I don't know. Not psychic, man. I'm just saying it would probably be better for everybody if you had the money tomorrow. Yeah, all right. I'll see what I can do. Sweet, sweet, great. Uh, how's everything else going? Good. All right, all right. See you later. Don't forget. Nah, you're not going to forget. Stewie. Uh, hey. Hey there. So, uh, it's been 24 hours. Got my money? Oh, I, you know what? Just give me till next Friday. I'll have it for you. Oh. Oh, that's funny. I could have sworn I said have it today. Yeah, I don't have it. Sorry. Oh, well, all right then. Mmm, that's good, OJ. <laughs> ah! Yeah, that hurt? Ah! That hurt? What the hell? Yeah, ah! it feels so good, does it? Ah! No, ah! huh? Oh! Oh! <laughs> Yeah, that's what happens, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what happens. Where's my money? You gonna give me my money? Where's my money, man? Where's the money? Yeah, you like that? That feel good? That feel good? Where's the money, man? Where's my money? Shocking. Mm. Sounds like that's going to be an interesting situation. We'll keep you advised. As we know more, you'll know more. So, suspended former Pittsburgh Steelers and Oakland Raiders wide receiver Martavis Bryant has formally applied to the NFL for reinstatement. Bryant sent an email to league officials on Saturday requesting reinstatement from an indefinite suspension that the league imposed in December for Bryant's reported violations of the league's drug policy. Bryant, who is young, he's only 27 years old, was a fourth-round pick by the Steelers in 2014, but has missed 36 of a possible 80 regular season's game since then because of suspensions. Now, this is interesting only in, uh, you know, this league, wide receivers are going to come at a premium. Uh, we, we start a fair number, and then, of course, we have a flex spot. So you really need to know... Uh, the depth of wide receiver out there at some point is going to get a little thin. Are you willing to take a chance on a guy who definitely was one of the NFL's premier wide receivers when he was playing? Or are you not willing to take a risk on a guy who never seems to be able to stay on the field? Of course, I don't think he'll go on our auction. I'd be surprised if he does. But he will be available as a free agent at the, at the league minimum of 500000 would it be worth that to your team to take a risk? Interesting decisions coming up. Uh, maybe something to watch after the auction. See if he gets reinstated and then kind of go from there. But again, things to consider when you're building a team. Remember in this league, there is no offseason. And we sign these guys for years. And if you think there's going to be something worthwhile, maybe you pick him up, hold him, see if he gets better. I don't know. Just different things to think about. In other news, EA Sports NFL Madden 2020, 2020, wow, is coming out August uh, 2nd. EA Sports, it's in the game. The day before our draft. And the big news item from that is that the uh, Madden released their player ratings. And of course, all the players think they should have been rated higher no matter what. I, I think... Uh, even Aaron Donald, who got a 99, uh, will probably even gripe saying, why am I not 100, even though 99 is the top of the scale. So it doesn't matter. These guys are going to gripe no matter what the rating is. But here's what I wanted to go over with that is I wanted to see where the Madden ratings ranked all the rookies picked in our rookie draft this year. So let's go over the ratings just for the first round rookies, according to Madden EA Sports 
2020. So let's look at it. So with the first pick in our inaugural rookie draft, the Puppets picked Josh Jacobs, running back for the Oakland Raiders. Received a Madden 2020 rating of 74. Not too bad for a rookie. The number two pick in the draft was Amari 2600's wide receiver, Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, New England Patriots, who also got a 74. The third pick in the draft was DK Metcalf, wide receiver, Seattle Seahawks, picked by the CPR Strongmen. His Madden rating was a 76, so higher than the first two picks, according to Madden. Of course, they're really basing on where they are this year, and of course, in our draft, we're looking this and future years. But this year, according to Madden, the number three pick was better than the number one and number two picks. The number four pick, the uh, controversial pick that the puppets made of Kyler Murray, quarterback, Arizona Cardinals, rated 73. So the lowest rating on our board so far. With the fifth pick in our draft, David Montgomery, running back, Chicago Bears, was picked by the Grim Reapers. Overall, Madden rating of 71. With the sixth pick, also the Grim Reapers picked another running back, Miles Sanders, out of the Philadelphia Eagles, and his Madden rating is a 72. Marquise Brown, wide receiver of the Baltimore Ravens, was the seventh pick of very poorly named Team 9, and this rating is the highest in the first round period, according to Madden, with a 77 overall rating. So if that holds true, it's a steal of a pick for a team with no name. The next pick was Debo Samuel, wide receiver from the San Francisco 49ers. He went eighth to CPR Strongman. According to Madden, his rating is 71. The next pick was AJ Brown, wide receiver, Tennessee Titans. He went with the ninth pick to the Kamikaze Mustangs and Madden says that was an okay draft pick with an overall score of 72. And the last pick in our first round belonged to the Raging Bulls 99, who had a great interview in our podcast last week. If you haven't listened to it, go pull to episode 6 so you can figure out who this guy is. He picked Noah Fant, a tight end of the Denver Broncos, who according to the Madden ratings, got a 74. So there you go. That's the first round rookie scores according to Madden ratings. Now... Let's go to the real National Football League. The NFL training camp coverage that the NFL Network is putting on starting Monday will blow your mind if you are a football fan like I am. Of course, we all are football fans, but are you a freak like I am? I can't stop watching it. If it's on, I'm paying attention. Well, starting Monday, the NFL Network will start live coverage of all 32 NFL training camps and we'll be airing the live coverage for nine hours a day. I know they do that on Monday. I think they're doing nine hours every single day this week. And I couldn't really tell in the future if they're going to do that all through chain camp or just this week. But holy cow, I wish I had more vacation time because this would be a good way to spend it. So anyway, I know they'll be doing replays at night when I get off work. I'll be watching that. If you're interested in keeping up with what's going on and all the training camps, NFL Network is definitely going to quench your thirst. In other news, on Wednesday, highly respected NFL beat writer Rich Eisen predicted 
that retired Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski would be returning this season. He even mapped out how it's going to happen. He said it would start with Gronkowski appearing at the team's banner raising ceremony on opening night, which by the way is an every year occurrence in New England. I hate the Patriots. Anyway, he said Gronk will be there in civilian clothes and then he'll look around and see the fireworks going off and he'll feel really good. He's gone through the off-season workout of his own. He has been working out. That's been documented. He'll feel really good, and then he'll look around and go, why the hell am I doing this right now? Eventually, Eisen said, Tom Brady will call Gronkowski during the season to ask him about coming back, and this is going to happen, Rich Eisen said. Makes sense. The Patriots really still have zero options at tight end. Uh, they've made some moves in the offseason. They didn't address this need in the draft as if they thought Gronkowski might come back. The tight ends they picked up in the offseason are either old or to be suspended or have been suspended. So they've definitely left the hole wide open for Rob Gronkowski. So this brings up an interesting question to you, my fellow fantasy football owners. Are you willing to pick Rob Gronkowski up and hold him at the league minimum in case he comes back? Are you willing to pay more than the league minimum for him? even if he's still saying he's retired? Or are you just gonna stay away from this mess altogether? Very low risk if you go with the minimum 500K one year contract. Um, but you're also gonna give up a roster spot to a guy who may or may not come back at all. So interesting things to ponder as we get closer and closer to the inaugural player auction on August 3rd at 1 p.m. I haven't said that enough. By the way, go do a mock auction. Uh, I'll try to get one in before the draft uh, slash auction, but um, watch your email. But I don't know if I'm going to make that happen or not. I have done mock auctions already, so if you haven't, and don't wait around on me. Go go on the website and do one. In other news, Texans defensive end or linebacker, I mean, depending on how the Texans want to pay him, I don't know how they can claim he's a linebacker, anyway, is going to hold out. Uh, we don't draft individual defensive players, but this does have an effect on our league because the Texans defense is highly rated and surely will be grabbed in the auction. I don't think that they'll be picked up as free agents uh, at the league minimum. So does this affect the price that the Texans defense would go for? And are you willing to pay more than the minimum, 500k, to get a defense without the former number one pick? And, you know, the potential situation there. What happens if Clowney doesn't report to camp, doesn't report to season? And then uh, J.J. Watt gets hurt. Uh, that defense goes from top tier to, oh my lord, really, really fast. But if J.J. Watt stays healthy, they're a pretty good defense. And if Clowney comes back, we all know they're one of the league best. So, I don't know. Just depends on what kind of risk you're willing to take. There's a lot of intrigue and stories headed into our auction Saturday, August 3rd. In other news, Chiefs wide receiver... Tyreek Hill will rejoin the team at training camp after the NFL determined that he will not be disciplined under the league's personal conduct policy following investigation into allegations of child abuse. I must say, shocking. I mean, the NFL dropped a bomb here. I did not see that coming. It is uh, uh, surprising to me. But the NFL said in a statement Friday that it could not determine whether Hill violated the personal conduct policy, and will not suspend him. The NFL went on further to say, based on the evidence presently available, 
the NFL cannot conclude that Mr. Hill violated the personal conduct policy and accordingly he may attend Kansas City's training camp and participate in all club activities. He has been and will continue to be the subject of conditions set forth by the district court commissioner, I'm sorry, by the district court, the commissioner Roger Goodell and the Chiefs, which will include clinical evaluation and therapeutic intervention. Following the NFL's announcement, the Chiefs said in a statement that it is appropriate for Tyreek to return to the team at start of training camp, which by the way begins July 27th at Western Missouri State University in St. Joseph in case anybody wants to go. I know, nobody's going. Just thought I'd add that. Uh, interesting side note, uh, the very suspension-happy Roger Goodell has suddenly become Mr. Not-Suspend-Anybody. And I strongly suspect that this has to do with the uh, NFL union possible strike slash contract with the NFL players union coming up. I think they're trying to mend some bridges there, make some friends, because I know Roger Goodell would have suspended Zeke in the past, and I know he would have suspended Tyreek Hill in the past. So this is definitely a softening of the heart by Roger Goodell. I don't think it's any coincidence as to why, but hey, as an NFL fan, I don't like to pay attention to what's going on in the news outside the league. I just want to watch football. And if you put on those blinders, this is good news. If you want to uh, pay attention to the outside stuff, then what the heck, right? But uh, me personally, I'm so tired of the news. I go to the NFL slash fantasy football to, to get away from the stress in life. And I don't care, honestly, unless it's really bad, which this possibly was. But I'm just putting on blinders and saying... Yeehaw, let's go. All right, as you guys know, I love to go over uh, NFL programming that's available for those of us who are trying to consume as much football as we can. As we know, Last Chance You started on Netflix yesterday, by the way. Don't tell anybody at work. I uh, was talking to a friend, and uh, without me knowing, another guy pulled up the information online and basically told me what's going to happen the entire season and completely ruined it. I'm so angry and bitter over that, but I'm still going to watch. It's still entertaining, just not as awesome as it would have been, so don't tell anybody it worked. But the good news is I also found another new season of uh, NFL programming on uh, Amazon Prime or Prime Video, however you want to call it. I thought I'd let you guys know about They do a show that's similar to Hard Knocks, but they follow a team for an entire season, and then they put it out the following season. So just released on Friday as well on Prime Video or Amazon Prime is a new season of All or Nothing where they follow the Carolina Panthers. How good are the Panthers right now? To me, it feels like this is a team that was built to win a Super Bowl. The band's back. Expectations are high. We got young guys that's hungry. I got my muscles on now. Got leadership, got talent. This is another day to get better, baby. Everything to win a championship is in this room. May sound a little bougie, but you look good, play good. You play good. They pay good. I'm trying to make the team better. It takes balls. That play was incredible. It's shaping up to be the Panthers' year. Remember last year, Cam fought through that shoulder injury. Cam Newton may not be right. They go 6-2. and two. Now they've lost five consecutive games. The national narrative includes words like free fall. 
Carolina's done. They expect you guys to roll over, defy them, and fight! Just gotta lick our wounds and keep going. Recovery efforts are underway in the aftermath of Florence. What do you do when you go through something like this? This all you got. Strain just a little bit more. But we can't strain no more. It'll all be worth it. So if you want to watch Hard Knocks style NFL coverage and basically have a recap of what happened last season with a lot of inside information, then All or Nothing, the season with the Carolina Panthers, is available on Amazon Prime now. So that's our news for the day. For this uh, week's edition of the Southwest Conference Week in Review, one last time, don't forget, player auction, Saturday, August 3rd at 1 p.m., so make sure you can be at that. Now let's check our mailbag. All right, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking through the mail. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, nope. All I have in the mailbag is uh, junk mail advertisements for uh, hemorrhoid cream. So unless anybody wants to hear what the hemorrhoid cream ad is about. And we have an empty mailbag this week. So, hey guys, don't forget, if you want to be on the podcast, you want to have your voice heard, you want to brag, you want to gripe, you want to gripe about the commissioner, you want to talk about how great the commissioner is, this is where I really think you should go with that, then please click the link in the show description. It'll take you to uh, a spot where you can uh, record a voicemail. You just hit record on the screen. If it's on your phone, you just click it right there. If it's on a computer, you click it with your mouse, it starts recording, and you have a minute to say whatever you want to say. And then get it out to the league. Get those to me um, by Friday of each week to have it in this week's uh, podcast. But as of this week, we don't have any of those. So without further ado, let's go to this week's team owner interview. All right. Well, welcome to the Southwest Conference Weekend Review team interview segment. I've got Jake Scott on the line. Jake, welcome to the Southwest Conference Weekend Review. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me. Good to have you. So, Jake, tell me, what is your team name? Um, well, I haven't uh, put it on the site yet. I've been kind of slacking there, but I'm about to really pick it up over the next week. Uh, team name is Jake the Snakes. Jake the Snakes. All right, that's a good one. That, that's better than uh, Team 9. Much, much better than Team 9. I, I would agree. <laughs> All right. All right, so Jake, so for the people that are tuning in, tell me, where do you live? I live in Bentonville, Arkansas. Bentonville, Arkansas. So um, tell me, how long have you played fantasy football? Um, probably about 10 years. Um you know, give or take a year or two, but uh, consistently uh, 10 plus years. All right. So not your first rodeo. Absolutely not. All right. So how many leagues did you play in last year? I only played in one. All right. How many are you going to play in this year? This league is the only league I'm playing in. I like to keep it simple. Um, Maybe, you know, sometimes I have played in multiple leagues in the past and I didn't like it. I feel like it's kind of like filling out multiple March Madness brackets. Now, I'm, I know people do have, you know, different sets of friends and coworkers and so on. Um, but 
I, I like to stay in a league that I feel like everyone is, is dedicated and serious. So it's going to be solely this league this year. That, my friend, is the perfect answer. I agree. <laughs> this is the only league I'll be in this year. And traditionally, I'll, I'll play in two or three. But I think this one's going to take everything I got this year. So Because I want to yes. beat everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, there I hear you, you on that. So you were in uh, one league last year. What was your best finish? Or what, where did you finish in that league? I believe I finished uh, third or fourth last year. I got uh, was just uh, kicking butt all season long. I think I was maybe the first or second team in total points all year. And, of course, got into uh, the semifinals and playoffs. And um, a lot of my teams had players that, you know, they had either – clinch the, the division or playoff spot or so on and you know I don't know teams weren't as they just weren't as motivated or they were resting players and I just had probably I think I had the, the lowest output of the season uh, that particular week and got knocked out uh, unfortunately that's just how it goes though yeah I can I can tell the rest of the, the people in the league that uh, I played with Jake in that league last year and he destroyed everybody through the entire <laughs> regular season it was it was scary um, Feeling pretty he, good going in the playoffs, but yeah, um, it just left everybody in the dust, and then miracles happened for other teams in the playoffs. Yeah, so they did. <laughs> so, what is your fantasy management team style? Would you say you're aggressive, cautious, bedtime scientist? How do you? So how do you, this is this is kind of a complex answer in a league where, um, say, like I'm not as like the league we played in last year. I didn't know any of the guys. I knew a few of the guys, but. Had just that was the first year playing with them. Um, I would say it, it was more aggressive, uh, not knowing if I was going to play with those guys in the future. And um, this type of league, though, um, I'm not sure. You know, this seems like the, the type of situation that could go on uh, year after year. Um, so I would probably change my approach and uh, not be so aggressive. Uh, be more have more of that like GM mindset that. You know, I'm trying to, you know, acquire picks or, you know, play the cap and um, look at the, the long term. Obviously, they're always in it to win it every year, but um, definitely change my style. I think it's it's going to be just like learning on the fly playing in this league because it's so much different than um, than any league that I've played in in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Very different. And, and I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I say it every time I bring up the league. Make sure and go do a mock auction. I, I'm hopefully going to set one up uh, that I'm going to participate in that everybody can join if they want. But you can, at any point on your own, go to Reality Sports Online and do a uh, mock auction because, uh, especially if you haven't played in an auction league before, uh, it's totally different than anything you're used to. And, and if you don't practice, you're, gonna, you're going to not be able to fill the team. I can tell you that because you're going to okay. go crazy, spend all your money really, really fast on a guy you like, and then not be able to fill the rest of the roster. So I'll say that, and hopefully I'll get a a, a timeout uh, for another mock auction that I'll that I'll participate in. But don't wait on me. Get in there and do some mock auction. Uh, Brian Parks, owner of the Iowa Rookies, does a lot of them. Um, so if you want somebody to kind of guide you through, he's definitely the guy. All right. So tell me, what is your favorite NFL team? Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Finally, somebody who knows football. About what the. What what's uh, just just curious? The rest of the league, are there a lot of Texans in the league? We don't have a lot of Cowboys fans. We got 
Texans fans, or we just got a little bit of everything? We have we have half the league is from Texas, half the league is from Arkansas. So we have them divided between Texas teams all in one division, Arkansas teams all in one division. And uh, so far, you are the fifth interview, fifth team owner, and um, you are the second person to say Dallas Cowboys. So, And both the people that have said Dallas Cowboys or Arkansas teams, all the Texas teams have liked uh, other teams. I think Brian uh, liked the Rams and uh, David Suarez was Houston Texans guy. So not very many Cowboys fans in Texas so far. Wow, that's surprising, but uh, I guess a little refreshing too, I guess. Some, something wrong with them, if you ask me. But anyway, yeah, I, I would agree. All right, so this one's pretty easy because of your team name. But how did you get your team name? Um, well, just I, I guess in college, uh, people always called me Jake the Snake, and it just stuck, and it seemed right. I always uh, was a huge fan of all these great fantasy uh, football names out there, but I just it just didn't feel right. Stealing them, I, I I could get on Google really easily and 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 find a catchy name that people would say, hey, that's a great name, but it just wouldn't feel right because it wasn't original. So until I think of something in my head, it may take a couple more years. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Jake the Snake. Yeah, I agree. And you know, with this league, the goal is to run it for years. And if you get a goofy name that works this year, what if it doesn't work next year? You know, that's right. Maybe to change it up. Yeah, it's unstable if you're changing every year. So, that's all right. right. So, since this is, uh, we call the league the Southwest Conference because we've got Arkansas Division, Texas Division, and one of the things I'm, I'm uh, fostering this year is a, a uh, general hatred between Arkansas and Texas to create <laughs> some rivalry there. So, tell sure. me, living in Arkansas, you're from Arkansas. What what do you hate most about Texas? Oh, Steve, you're, you're probably not going to like this answer after that buildup, but I, I just I can't say there's there's a whole lot I dislike about uh, Texans and Texas as, as as a whole. I went to school. A lot of my really good buddies uh, to this day are from Texas. Every time I go there, I love it. My favorite team in the world is out of Dallas. Um, the people are very they're just great and they're, they're very similar to. Arkansans, the culture, and I, I just can't think of anything that I, I dislike about them other than maybe maybe just the the, long, the ones that cheer for the Longhorns. I mean, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't give you a, a better answer. They're they're actually uh, they're actually pretty pretty great. What do you hate most about Texans? People who root for the Longhorns. I'll go with that. Yeah, that's that that'll work. By okay. the way, did you see that uh, that that Longhorns? are so fragile that they now have made it a penalty if you do the hook em horn sign upside down. I did I did see that. I did see that. Uh, it, I guess it's I, I guess it's like circumstantial though. Did, did I read that right? Like yes. It's situational, yeah, it's, 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 it's appropriate. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, but you know, there's a, you know, they run that conference so they, they sort of get what they want. Yeah. Like we've seen true. in the past. Big fish, little pond outside of OU, anyway. That's right. <laughs> All right. So this may be a tough, tough question, guys. You may not know, but is there a particular team in the league that you most want to beat? Uh, in in our league, yeah. Um, you know, I don't 
think I know anybody else in the league, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, other than you, Steve. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I can't say I want to beat anybody else but you because, I mean, we had sort of a rivalry going last year. Um, I know you personally. Um, I'm sure that would change as the season goes on and then if, if this thing progresses on for seasons to come. So I guess the answer would be uh, yours truly, Steve, you. Well, you bit off more than you can chew, but okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, before we go to the wild card question, is there anything that you'd like to add or say before we go on? Um, I'm just uh, – I haven't put a lot of time into the league, but I'm about to ramp it up starting today. Um, I, I'm looking forward to this. This is something completely different than I've, I've been a part of. And uh, just looking forward to it, um, having, you know, a good competition, getting to know the guys in the league. And then I'm hoping that, uh, you know, this works out great to where we can keep this going for years to come and, you know, hopefully maybe get together and, and meet everybody or, or do something, you know, fun in, in the future, okay? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I always throw this at people at just about this point in the interview, You probably won't be able to answer this, but I'll ask you anyway. Do you know when, what, what day of the month? What's the date of the auction, the player auction? Do I know the actual date? Yes. Um, I don't. Okay, that's okay. That's why I asked, so that I can say it over and over and bother everybody. Saturday, August third. I believe it's at one p.m. So okay, clear your calendar. You don't want to miss I know that. Exa- I know exactly no what I'm doing today. I'm ready. Uh, yeah, there's no such thing as an auto option. So if you don't show up to that, you won't get uh-huh. any of those players. Those, so, those guys that do the auto auction uh, need to be weeded out anyway. You need yeah. to be present. And yeah. this, this is this is serious. So. Amen. Okay, so here's your wild card question. I want you to think deep on this. I want you to really give me an honest answer. Sure. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Hmm. Um, gosh, this is just a shot in the dark. One? <laughs> One chicken to kill an elephant? Yeah, it's got to it's gotta be uh, a trick question or something, right? No, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. Just, just trying to figure out what kind of person I'm dealing with here. Apparently, I'm dealing with a psycho who thinks chickens yeah. can kill an elephant. <laughs> Some kind of eval here. Um, yeah. If, so there's no right or wrong answer. No. What What have been some of the other answers though? Just curious. Well, every week is a different question. Like last week's question is, is cereal a soup? Mm, yeah. Thought, that, that, thought, yeah. Thought provoking. All right. I like it. I like okay. it. Okay. Well. All right. So we're gonna stick with one. So take the snake. Say <laughs> it takes one ticket to kill an elephant. So. That's right. I'm sorry. Final <laughs> answer. Final answer. All right. Well, Jake, I want to thank you for taking the time to interview with me. Uh, we'll have this in the podcast. We're interviewing on Thursday. I believe I'll have the podcast up on Saturday. So uh, check for it on Saturday. It's on Google. Uh, I'm sorry. Not, it is on Google, actually. I haven't announced that. But it's on Spotify, and it's available a couple other places. It's just not available on Apple. For some reason, they're taking forever to approve us. But everybody, everywhere else is just about, but definitely on Spotify. All right. Hey, I just want to say one last thing here, Steve. Uh, I probably speak for everybody else in the league, but we really appreciate 
what you do, getting this thing organized, going the extra mile, getting the podcast going. I've listened to all of them. They're great. And uh, uh, once again, we, we, we really appreciate you. You're doing a great job, man. Well, you're officially my favorite owner now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thanks, Jake. And uh, we will talk to you later. Sounds good. Thanks, Steve. All right, man. Talk to you later. See you. So that wraps up another Southwest Conference Week in Review. We are one week closer to the auction, one week closer to the season, and one week closer to me being able to say to you, in this in league, this league there, is there is no, no off-season. Off season. This has been a What the Heck Did I Just Listen To production. Brought to you by the Southwest Conference Conference Network. Remember, in this league, there is no off-season.